Hello, good evening, guys. Welcome to this week's episode on Addit Corner. My name is Oluwa Toby, as always. Welcome to this week's episode. It's always nice having you on this week's episode. My name is Oluwa Toby. How was your week? You know, how did it go? I mean, my week was was quite good. I had a very careful week. But um, the rising fuel price, I mean, it sort of put a trigger in the hearts of many people. It's, it's probably like our hearts are not really happy about a whole lot. And we're just like, what are we going to do? <laughs> you know, some of us, it's as though we've lived an entire year in one day. Why some of us, it's like, we don't even know if we're stranded or we're even moving forward. And some of us are just, are just leaning on the will of God. And some of us don't even know what the will of God is. And some of us are just, what we're literally tired of listening to motivational speakers talk it's like i'm tired <sighs> well welcome to addict corner and i just want to assure you that no matter how terrible your week has been trust me people have had worse weeks worse weeks works worse, worse like i literally wrote in the middle of my book people have had worse weeks <laughs> yeah you know but all things work together for good for those who love God that's what the Bible says you know when the Bible says all things all things all 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 every single thing all things nothing missing every single thing all things everything everything works together for good for those who love God even things that look like they don't actually make sense and why do you what makes you think this works together for good it looks like totally black it's really blacked out and you don't even know what it is it, it looks black it looks white other times it just looks gray and you, you, you're just like how is this supposed to work together for good but the bible says all things work together for good for those who love god and are called according to his purpose so I, I i believe strongly that no matter how hard our week has gone as long as we love god so the question now is do you do you love god do you love god do you really do love god i mean what does it even mean to love god of course to love god is to um obey him is to obey. Maybe says, if you love me, you will obey my commandment. To love God is to do His will, the things that makes Him happy. So when we are doing God's will and we are obedient to God's word, who says something bad will go wrong? I mean, who, okay, who says something good will go wrong? Who says something that is looking bad will never be good? So yeah, all things, all, all things works, 
it just works together for good that's why this week's episode we're going to be talking about forgiving yourself and um i i want us to just sit back (laughs) and and listen as we fellowship together as we fellowship together as brethren to talk about forgiving ourselves right thank you so much for joining Working for my good, yeah, cause he's intentional, never failing. I know that all things are working for my good, yeah, cause he's intentional, never failing. All things are working for my good. forgiving yourself you know somebody's probably like what do i even to forgive myself for really you know when they say forgive other people it's like oh this person offended you forgive the person yeah but you know the hardest thing anybody can ever get to do is actually forgiving themselves it's it's really difficult to actually forgive oneself i don't know if you've ever been in that position even the slightest thing as the things you said or the things that you did like really what you said and what you did and um doesn't even leave what you did alone what you said some of us even the slightest things like something that don't even make so much sense that we that we said to someone or we didn't say even some of the things that we never said we 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 even feel to forgive ourselves for some of the things that we never said and some of us as uh have moved from not forgiving ourselves to becoming so apologetic about everything we are so sorry we are so so sorry to everyone we want everyone to forgive us but we cannot tell ourselves toby i am sorry like tell yourself that you're sorry and forgive yourself it's so hard for a lot of us to do that and you know because it's so hard for us to forgive ourselves we forget that the more we brood on the bad things that we've done or the habits that we've inhabited or the, of the habit that we've accommodated and tolerated in our lives 
we continually put ourselves in this bondage and of condemnation of anger of never getting better it's hard really but you see forgiving yourself bringing yourself to say i am sorry and actually accepting it We ask God to forgive us. We tell him we're sorry. We believe that he has forgiven us. But you know the first step to actually believing that God has actually forgiven you. Some of us, we believe that God has forgiven us. But we still walk in that guilt and condemnation. We always wish that we never did what we did. Do you know we, we do that a lot? We always wish that we never did what we had done. Or what we always wish that it never happened. We always wish that, assuming, 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 assuming I didn't do this, assuming I didn't say that, assuming, assuming, we always live in this shadow of assumption of assuming after these things have been done, we'd never leave that place of look, we need to stop trying to create realities for ourselves and live in the real world you know we have this fantastic thoughts that assuming we didn't do this this is how it will look like so we we'll continue to look at this beautiful fantasy of how it's supposed to look like or how it was meant to look like and abandon the way it actually looks like so for every time we see the way it actually looks like, instead of trying to fix it and trying to accept it and build something positive about how it already looks like, we keep living in this fantasy of this is what it was meant to look like. So we keep staring at it and we keep seeing the other part of it as a horrible experience. That is why we always hate our lives. Because we always feel that assuming we never made this mistake assuming we never said this assuming we never went to rehab assuming we never took drugs assuming we never met this friend assuming assuming we feel that this fantasy would have been so perfect and for every time we look at our own real lives what we have now we hate ourselves for it well like I don't want to be a part of this my life you know it's like we removing ourselves from our own realities when we are actually there that is why it's so difficult for people to live consciously and intentionally because your reality you're not accepting your reality what you've done has happened the milk has been spewed the knife has injured the child i mean what you want to do about it it has been done so face the reality fix it and stop living in the assumption of what it's supposed to look like that's why we never believe that all things work together for good that's why we find it hard to believe that all things actually just work together for good because we believe that 
if you had done everything right, it would have been perfect. So, when things are not the way we planned that they should look like, or we assume that they would have looked like, we never want to be part of the reality. So, we never even see the things that are bad that are turning out to be good. So, every single day of our lives, we leave it in misery, sorrow, sadness, depression, anxiety, pain, anguish, unforgiveness. We hate ourselves so much that we wish we never existed. That the reality has become like a haunt house for a lot of people. They want to live in this fantasy every day. So the reality has become a haunt house. That's why there is low self-esteem. That's why there is insecurity. That is, that is why you have so many of these things that are bothering you. Because you're not accepting what it is. Do you know if you accept your life for what it is and stop trying to measure up? Some of us always try to measure up to, um, oh, I need to move up to, you've made the mistake, you've, it's just like an outlet. You injured, you have to leave the field and be healed first. Fine, you, you had to leave the field, you were healed. Pick Pick yourself back up. Who says you can't still be popular? Okay. I'm just, I'm just, you know, an athlete, you, you're playing football, you get injured. You see a lot of athletes today, they get injured. They go on sabbatical for a, like, they, they never, it's like they never come back. And their comeback becomes a victory for everyone. You know why? Do you know why? Because, oh gosh, do you know why? Because in the midst of, oh, I made this mistake. I shouldn't have scored this goal this way. If I had scored this goal this way, maybe I wouldn't have been hit. And I won't be home by now. They leave that aside. Oh, I've been hit. Now I need to get back up. That's just it. So they face the reality that they have. They live their lives daily. They exercise. They go for physio. They work things out. They try to get other jobs if they have to. They get part-time jobs in case they are getting broke. They face the reality. And then when it's time to go back to the field, they keep applying to agencies. When it's time to go back to the field, they go back to the field. And surprisingly, a lot of athletes within months, you find out that they are suddenly in the game again. And you, do you know the funny thing? Do you, know the, do you know the funniest part of it? The funniest part of it is that nobody remembers the injury after you have gotten your victory. Nobody remembers. Nobody remembers that you made a mistake when you already stood on your feet. You faced the reality and you pushed it out there and you faced it to get your victory. Nobody remembers. Nobody Nobody remembers you injured. Nobody remembers anything. They only see a victor out there. They forget that this victor has a past. So, 
really why don't you just forgive yourself stop i don't know you know when i once hooked up with a married man and um it wasn't a very bad hookup it was it's just a normal liking of a married man it's not normal it's, it's unreasonable really <laughs> but yeah and i i did all those terrible things we had fun together we played we did all sorts and i remember that um really speak taught me something about jonah You know, those who told me that Jonah um, was supposed to go to Nineveh, but he went to Tashi. And, um, you know, it's a really long story. <laughs> I really don't think I can finish it if I start now. <laughs> but, those who taught me a lot during that time. But, you know, one thing about Jonah was that when he came back, when he came out of the fish's mouth, in that place that he already make it, made a mistake in that mistake place he wasn't in the fish's mouth just sleeping and waking up and eating the fact that he never went to Nineveh in the first place no he didn't do that he was picking himself back up and you know the funny thing the reason why it was easy for God to for him to come out of the fish's mouth to easily go all the way down to Nineveh was because he already viewed the perspective already. He already viewed life differently. He already stood up for me. He already asked God for forgiveness. He already believed that he was already forgiven. He already forgave himself because those sailors, they lost their properties because of him. He had to tell them to throw him into the water so that they would stop losing more things. So they lost their properties into the sea. He, he forgave himself for that. He forgave himself for, for all of that. All right, he forgave himself for a lot inside that fish's mouth. He wasn't even bothered whether the fish was going to swallow him or not. As far as he was concerned, there was a reason why he was in that fish's mouth. He made a mistake and he had to get out of the fish's mouth. And the only person that can get him out is the person that put him there in the first place. His mistake put him there. He has to forgive himself. And God, of course, was, of course, you know, brought the fish to swallow him. I like to say that. But you know the funny thing? He forgave him. I, I'm sure if Jonah... After God had forgiven him and God had allowed him to, to realize, Jonah needed to stand up on his feet in his mind. He needed to be alert. I, I, I don't think it's possible for... He, 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 need, he just needed to have just erased that mindset of he did something wrong. Look at David. He slept with somebody's wife and killed someone. And then his son died. You think when he was doing Psalm 51, he wasn't forgiving himself too? He was putting everything in the hands of God. And then look at what happened. Solomon happened. You think David allowed himself to be haunted forever with that mindset? Oh, the devil would have destroyed him. The devil would have destroyed his life. Because he, if he continued to condemn himself for the bad things that he had done, he wouldn't have been able to look at the face of God the way he always looked at the face of God. Even after that Psalm 51, did you see the way he looked at He still looks at the face of God like his resting place. 
Some of us, because we've not forgiven ourselves, we feel like God has not forgiven us. We feel like he will never forgive us because the sin is too great for you to forgive yourself. So you feel like God cannot forgive you for the sin that you've committed. How about you tell him first? How about you let yourself feel like I didn't even create myself in the first place. Did I create myself in the first place? No. I, 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 I made this mistake. Yes. And I, I know I didn't create myself in the first place. God is going to have to help me out. And I want him to help me. You know, really. Some of us, the reason why we're still where we are in this addiction is because we believe that this is our destiny. This is our fate. No matter how much we try to come out of it, we believe that we can never come out of it. So we're stuck because we think we cannot be unstuck or there's a word like that. We believe that we're forever going to be addicts. That's what, that's what we think. That's actually what some of us really think. We believe that even after we've been rescued, we'll still go back. Because of the some of the news that some of us hear, we believe that we'll still go back. We believe that it's this addiction that will kill us. <laughs> You're wrong. You're very wrong. You're very, very wrong. Feeling unworthy of your grace. Feeling unworthy of the price you paid for me Even when I fall, your love paid it all I don't deserve it, I don't deserve it oh, I know I get weak, but in you decision today tell yourself that you don't want to be part of this life anymore you don't you don't want to be part of this life anymore you don't want to be part of this life that you know it took me a long time to actually forgive myself for what happened I was I battered a lot I, I mean for several I remember when I hooked up with my cousin and I was haunted with guilt for several years if you listen to one of the episodes that we talked about that was in um that was a very long time ago the very first few episodes that we talked about that was in season one the day I broke off from the bondage feeling like I had something to do with my cousin was the happiest day of my life. 
I can never forget that day, you know. I lived from 2016 towards the end of 2017 with that guilt of getting it all wrong. I told myself every day that I was doing something wrong. Every single bad thing that happened in my life, I always felt that it was because I had something to do with my cousin. I blamed myself. I was angry. I was looking for my cousin everywhere just to say something. I mean, it was it was a very horrible experience for me. So I went for NYC. And when I got there, I... I had not still forgiven myself for what I had done, but I knew God had forgiven me. So a couple of weeks before I went for NYC, I was listening to Madisa's song, Not Guilty. You know, I kept on listening to that song so much, then I began praying with that song, just praying with it, but I never really understood what the song meant. I just knew that it was a song until that day I've given this testimony before but I'm gonna say it again that I understand because I understand how it feels when you have to forgive yourself it's a feeling of guilt it's a feeling of condemnation it's a feeling of anger it's a feeling of you made a mistake and you don't know what to do it's a terrible feeling so I know what it's like don't think I don't so that day I was listening to a message called holy holy and then the pastor kept saying how holy God is how holy he was how beautiful holy holy is how he's too holy to be old sin and then I thought to myself that if God is too holy to be old sin, then He must have been so gracious for Him to give me this great opportunity. You know, I just just listened to the message. How the angels, 24 elders, bow down before God every day, wondering that this person never sins. He's so holy. He's so holy. So I, holy, is holy, is holy, very holy God, so holy, is so holy. So that day I was praying with a sister and I was thinking about the things that I told you know, she was asking me a number of questions about my life. She was so curious about me. I was such a weird person. <laughs> she asked, and I told her everything, except this one big sin that I had not decided to forgive myself. And it just about when we were praying, I just started screaming, Holy, 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 Holy. For several hours, I screamed, Holy. I broke a chair. I don't know what happened, really. I just knew that I was there for like three to four hours. 
and they know Marissa song came by and then I started singing the song I know you I love you I gave my life to save you love paid the price for mercy my verdict not guilty so that song comforted me that night I remembered till I stopped praying and I was dancing in the Holy Ghost and I thank God for that testimony till today so I know what it feels like not to be able to forgive yourself it's a lot it's not easy sometimes we don't even know what to do but what gives I know what it feels like I have an idea trust me I really know the guilt the condemnation you feel in your heart that even no one is even condemning you you know the weirdest thing about not being able to forgive yourself no one is condemning you you are the one condemning yourself you're the one saying these things to yourself you're not good enough you don't deserve this You've sinned? You're ugly? Come on. Your verdict is that you're not guilty. So I want you to embrace better today. And just know that God is bigger than that. He's too holy to hold grudges with you. Yeah, he's too holy to hold grudges. He's too holy to be angry at you doesn't even have hunger in himself he's filled with so much love and so much affection and so much grace and so much mercy he's filled with so much beauty he doesn't even care about what you've done or what you will do or what you can do all he wants is just you and the fact that you can be better just by holding on to his hand i love you okay So make better choices. Forgive you for you. Forgive you for your sanity. God bless you. I stand accused. There's a list of my long of all my sins. Of everything that I've done wrong. I'm so ashamed There's no one left for me to hide This is the day I must answer for my life